Good morning, and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS. For nearly seven decades, Champaign-Urbana's daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join it on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or email us at talk at wdws.com. Now, here's your host, Brian Barnhart. And good morning, everybody. Welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts. Coming your way here on this Monday morning. It's our Monday morning quarterback show. Bright sunshine here and uh, feels pretty warm at our uh, studio. So it's good to be here. Lots of things to talk about. This is the uh, end of November, of course, important football games. But also the basketball season starts this week, officially. Tomorrow. Tomorrow night. (laughs) And a lot of games, not just Illinois, but a lot of teams are playing. And there's that uh, Tournament of Champions they do every year. Uh, where they have, uh, what, Kansas and some other schools in there, Kentucky Ohio State, Duke. Yeah, Kentucky yeah. Duke, and others. So anyway, that'll be happening this week. And we've got high school football, which is getting into the quarterfinals. We've got some local teams still around for that. Uh, cross-country volleyball, Illinois volleyball, Illinois football. And uh, speaking of that, Illinois with the win, uh, I guess the recipe is go on the road, play a top-20 team at their place, play good defense, and they win. And they pulled it out. Well, Illinois has been playing good defense for a while, mm-hmm. and uh, the the game to Wisconsin doesn't look good, twenty four nothing. But nevertheless, it's reasonably good defense. I mean, you can't hold it, uh, teams like that under. It's hard to hold them under twenty, and Illinois certainly did that this past week. So Illinois with a fourteen to six win at Minnesota, they win for the first time since two thousand nine in Minneapolis. So they're now uh, four and six with two games to go at Iowa in two weeks. No game this week. They'll be in Iowa City uh, in two weeks, and then uh, Northwestern here the Saturday after Thanksgiving, and with still a shot at bowl eligibility. I forget I saw how many teams are now bowl eligible. There's a bunch that got there in the last couple of days, but uh, Illinois still mathematically has a chance at it. And again, as you mentioned, Lauren, their defense is keeping them in all these games. They've lost four games by a total of 20 points. You know what's the most interesting thing to me, and I want to write about this, is the number of players they will have coming back next year on defense. The defense is basically, a, I don't want to call them really young, but they're young in some spots. And they, you know, got those two young uh, tackles playing a lot of football in there, uh, John Newton and, and Randolph. And the defensive secondary is back, and the linebackers are, are back, the ones that we've been using, uh, you know, since Hanson got hurt. And they, I think those linebackers are really playing well. I think they're really good. Yeah, Barnes and Tolson. Mm-hmm. I thought they were good last year, but they mm-hmm. had their season abbreviated because of injuries and stuff. I mean, but every time they get a play, they just seem like they 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 chase down those those ball carriers and they and they hit hard and they and and they're instinctive. That's what I like about them. They really they're they're they got a nose for the ball. And we got something on Saturday we hadn't had all year, which was an offensive touchdown in the first quarter. Yeah, I say. Well, you really had two, <laughs> and really had I mean, two. But uh, took yeah. the first play of the second quarter. But what a! I keep talking about do what the other team doesn't expect, and I kept thinking if you're going to use the barge, 
it isn't working anymore to run against an eight-man line because that's teams after Penn State. Rutgers figured that out. What could we do out of that formation that would surprise them? What do you think we well, did? Throw to the fullback. Throw to the tight throw, end. Throw to the tight end. Yes, yeah. sir. Well, the fullback, yeah, that, yeah, that, that was, was – I don't think that was a, a barge play. Yeah, was it? Right. That was yeah. a regular play. But nobody was expecting the pass to the, to, the, to the fullback out of there, and he was wide open. I mean, like wide open. He almost scored. And then, of course, we scored right after that. But And Ryman was wide open, too. So. Oh, man. Oh, I mean, they just didn't see him, did they? Nope. And I think it was Ford that was rolling out towards the sideline, and then mm-hmm. Ryman was cutting was to, the, deep, yeah. to the end zone. And uh, Peters found him. They didn't do a whole lot offensively. Minnesota adjusted the rest of the way, but the Illinois defense with six sacks. Well, Illinois didn't do things to didn't, – didn't have any more trickery after that. Mm-hmm. Once – what I'm finding out about basically about Walters – and about, I guess, to a great extent, uh, Bielma, is when they're backed up, they're not going to take any chances. Mm-hmm. When they're backed up, they, all, they just seem to wind up punting most of the time. I mean, they, they don't run any – they run the ball in the line and then kick it. And that's what happened the rest of that game. And we, we really got conservative. I think we had like, what, nine consecutive position, possessions without scoring mm-hmm. and just kind of played it really safe. But when you got a good – when the defense – I mean – We've been in that position uh, two other games earlier in the season where Illinois had the lead. We played conservative. The other team took the ball and marched and scored and beat us. So it works both ways, but the defense has gotten better over time, clearly. The defensive ends have gotten a lot. Mm-hmm. Carney's playing a lot better, but Gay's playing better than he ever played, right. I think. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you got uh, uh, Joseph always seems to be in the right place at the right time, Kirby Joseph, and Martin's playing better. And all those guys are going to be back next year. I say all of them, not not the defensive ends, but all those guys in the secondary, everybody but Adams. Mm-hmm. They're all going to be back, and you're going to have Hart back too. Yeah, that's going to, Calvin Hart. That's, that's going to really strengthen the linebacking. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, Brett Bielen will be out recruiting all week, I'm sure, in and out of town, of course. Uh, I think he had recruiting stops, uh, I think, yesterday and today, and uh, they'll be uh, available to the media tomorrow. No press conference today. Uh, Brad Underwood's having a press conference today, and then we've got basketball tomorrow night against Jackson State to start the basketball season. 7 o'clock tip, huh? Yep, 7 o'clock tip. We'll have uh, sports talk at 4 from over there, I'd assume, at the State Farm Center, and our pregame at 5, and then tip off at 7. And uh, Doug Altenberger's going to do the game with me tomorrow night. I was going to ask you about that. Doug's going to be back, huh? Mm Mm-hmm, for that one. And so you we see get about to, Trent Meacham's going to work with the Big Ten this year. He is. Yeah. Is he still going to do some games with you? Uh, I don't know if he'll do any with me, but he'll still uh, may pop on the post game show mm-hmm. with those guys. As long as you got uh, Dion and Doug, you're got, okay. I right. Mean, mm-hmm. If you don't have them, you've got you've got Trent. Got Trent as the third guy. Yeah. As long as he isn't <laughs> isn't doing BTN. Busy. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're going to have Trent and Teresa Meacham on, by the way, at the end of the week together. Good. They were two really good college basketball players. Oh, I say. And Teresa, of course, writes a column for us now. Trent always says she was better than he was. Yeah, she was, I think, <laughs> is what he says, and I think he's right. She was Randy Lish's sister. Randy right? Lish was the quarterback. I mean, did I get the first name right? Lish was the quarterback for Notre Dame. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, she was a Lish. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So we'll have them on at the end of the week. But uh, today we'll have Lauren with us. Doug Wilson may pop in at the very end of the show, uh, Unity graduate, and we'll talk uh, with him a little bit about a couple things he's got going uh, Unity advances. Monticello did not. Yeah, unfortunately. Did, but the undefeated teams are still all mm-hmm. undefeated. Yep. Muhammad Seymour. Mm-hmm. Unity's advanced. Still undefeated. Unity. Going strong. Uh, and the college football poll is out. 
Uh, top four are Georgia, Cincinnati, Alabama, Oklahoma in the AP poll. Now, that's not the same as the one that will come out Tuesday night, but we'll see where that goes. Bears play tonight. We mentioned basketball, NFL football. Packers lose without uh, Aaron Rodgers. And count them, five gold gloves for the Cardinals. It's amazing. By the way, I just got a message from Jim Rosso. Rusty Lish. Rusty Lish. Yeah. Okay. Well, you got it. You were close. Oh yeah, Rusty I'm always Randy. close. I can get the first letter right. <laughs> well, what you, the car. You know, did you believe Edmonds better than Wong on defense? That was a that yeah, was a is. surprise to me. Yeah, I thought Wong was really good, mm-hmm. and I thought he was good this year with Milwaukee. But uh, Edmund, there was a story about with about a month or a month and a half to go in the season where um, it the comparison of Wong and Edmund was made. And Wong was superior, barely superior in almost every category. But if you look at what happened the last month of the season, every in every way, Edmund really, really finished strong. Mm-hmm. And this is just an eyeball thing. I don't have all those, you know, analytical stats to throw at you. But just looking at it, I thought he hit well. I thought he played well. I just he stole bases. He just think he did things to help that helped the Cardinals win games. And that's why part of the reason they won all those games in a row, part of it was their defense, yeah. for sure. I mean, it was airtight. And, and defense is speed. That's mm-hmm. the one. Speed helps on offense. Speed helps on defense. Power hitting doesn't help on defense. You know, but speed helps everywhere. And they've got terrific speed in left field and center field and also right field. To I think that they got more than average speed there. And the and the play of at first and third this year of Goldschmidt and Arenado was. It was just an, uh, incredible. We'll take your phone calls today on a penny for your thoughts. Lauren Tate is with us. 217-356-9397. Text line is 217-351-5357. And you can email us, talk at wdws.com. Your thoughts on Illini football, basketball, volleyball. Had a couple of tough matches over the weekend. High school football. Uh, Kofi not playing for three games. Uh, NFL football, the Bears, their chances tonight against the Steelers, the Cardinals, Parkland, whatever you want to mention. Wrestling got underway, too, this weekend as well with a new coach. Nine sixteen, our uh, penny for your thoughts uh, today, uh, of course, brought to you by several folks. And uh, we'll have some sponsors for you along the way. But Fraser Law Office invites you to attend their free seminar, Seven Mistakes That Will Blow Up Your Estate Plan. Join Fraser Law Office at the iHotel and Conference Center Wednesday, November 10th. At 1.30 p.m., reserve your space. Call Facer Law Office, 217-337-1111. Back with more after this as we get it started on a Monday. Single back set with a tailback. Isaiah Williams in motion. I think Williams gets the handoff of the jet sweep. Running left. He's into the end zone. Touchdown, Illinois. In the first quarter in Minneapolis, the Illini take the lead. 6-0, Isaiah Williams on the jet sweep left. Plows his way into the end zone through a gopher. Nine twenty-one here at News Talk fourteen hundred DWS on this Monday morning. We've got a busy week ahead of you uh, for you this week. We've got uh, on the money tomorrow at ten. We've got Illinois women's basketball starting tomorrow as well at eleven o'clock. Mike Coon will have the play-by-play of that one. And also during the week, Justice Robert Steigman coming in on Wednesday. And near the end of the week, Trent and Teresa Meacham will have the couple on with us there, both of them, at the end of the week. All right, 217-356-9397. 
is our number, and we've got a couple of callers here ready to go. Gary, how are you? Uh, morning. We were at the uh, Minnesota game, and how often do you go to an away game win and have Minnesota fans come up and congratulate your team on a victory? It was am- it was amazing. Well, don't yeah. expect that at Iowa. <laughs> Yeah, oh, no, you're going to get no, tom- no, no. you're yeah. going to get tomatoes thrown at you over there. <laughs> you hope it's tomatoes. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you know I've been to Michigan, obviously Illinois Stadium in Minnesota. I love the Minnesota Stadium. No yeah. bleacher seats, just all regular seats. But I don't know how people, you know, younger people with kids, eighty-five dollars a ticket is a lot of money to pay to go see a football game. Wow, yeah. is that what it was? So eighty-five, huh? Yeah. yeah. Eighty-five bucks a seat. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's yeah, one. Of, I was going to say it's one of my favorite stadiums to go to, and it's got that open end looking out towards downtown Minneapolis. Um, it's really really nice. Right. I don't think there's a bad seat in the place, and, and having an actual seat with the back is uh, is really really nice. And I we were in the upper deck, so I don't know what our friends paid for the seats in the lower deck. Maybe hmm. they're more expensive. Hmm. Probably, but. So I, uh, all right. Well, thank you, Gary. Appreci- yep. yep, good to hear from you. When the we- and the weather was nice, too. The weather makes it for a nice experience, <laughs> for sure. Uh, let's see here. What do you guys think? Why- a texter says, why do you guys think the defense is so much better this year with the same kids? Lovey was supposed to be a defensive guru. It's clear that, that, they're, they're getting, that they're, they've got a, a different defense. They're playing odd a lot where they got the – the nose guard with Perry in there with the two tackles on either side. They're, they're playing a little different, and they're, they're, the linebackers seem to be freer. They're, uh, I don't know. Uh, it is pretty much the same player. Obviously, it's the same players. I mean, they, these aren't players that Bielma uh, recruited. These are players that Lovey recruited to the man, aren't they? Mm-hmm. I mean, is I there anybody so, yeah. out there on the defensive side that – that that Lovey didn't recruit. I think I he got them all. I don't think so. Yeah. But I I think that we were always disappointed in his past defense. And I thought I would have, let me let me just say this and and at the risk of of being wrong about something pretty badly. But I thought the quarterback for Penn State was terrible, Clifford. I thought he had a terrible game, and I thought the same thing Saturday. I just thought the quarterback missed on a lot of passes, and that really helps. There were key plays, and I, I just don't think that Tanner Morgan was sharp at all. Now, a lot of it is, is, the, is the rush. When we, we had six sacks and nine tackles for loss. When you do that, you create a lot of problems for the other team. We were getting a lot of pressure on him against mm-hmm. an offensive line that's yep. one of the most experienced, had more starts than anybody in the country. I know. It. We got uh, almost as many. You know, we're, we're experienced, too. That isn't necessarily – experience isn't necessarily the answer. I mean – they they just didn't get much done. I mean, we stacked them in the line. They didn't get their running game didn't get going the way they expect. Now I'll, I'll admit they've lost three running backs, but Irving, as you know, uh, ran for a hundred yards previously, and so did the other running back. Uh, and so they have they were decent, but they never got the running back uh, the running game going, did they? Never did. And our guys were in there. Morgan never looked comfortable. And uh, and Bielema has an expression he uses one to get them to play left-handed, meaning they mm-hmm. they never quite got into a rhythm, and uh, Morgan never did. Just think about this: What does the game plan mean when Brom comes up with a game plan? 
a passing game plan. He throws for 536 yards against an 8-0 team. Yeah. Michigan State couldn't stop him. And he had the best play I've ever seen. Did the you, flea flicker. Did yeah. you see? Well, no, it wasn't a flea flicker. I don't think that's called a flea flicker. It's called. It was a reverse, double reverse, flipped back to the quarterback, and the entire line had moved to the left side, and they had all those big blockers out there when they threw the ball over. It was a 50-yard touchdown play. What a great play. He had everybody on Michigan State completely fooled. I think somebody on Twitter said that may be a play that Jeff Brom – at his family picnic one summer drew up or something because it was flipping the ball here flip it there (laughs) every now and then he comes up with a passing game that the other team just can't handle Mm -hmm. it's part of and i mean how many teams are going to score that many points against michigan state purdue did so i think the game plan had a lot to do and i thought those two the plays we talked about the the pass to the fullback which nobody was expecting and the pass to the tight end out of the barge formation was a tremendous play it's the type of thing I love to see Illinois do, but once they get the lead in any game, they seem to go very conservative, and that mm-hmm. bothers me. But, uh, you know, you play to your defense when you got a good defense. Mm-hmm. I know you've said it often, don't do what the other team yeah. wants you to do yeah. and do things they don't expect you to do. That's those the key. Are the two, those are That's, the two keys. I think it is, and I, I, don't, I think Brahm is doing things that other teams can't, can't anticipate. Mm-hmm. All the, and by the way, Bell caught eleven passes for over two hundred yards. <laughs> I, I mean, he's out. Maybe, maybe they knew what he was going to do, and he did it anyway, huh? And we're uh, we didn't play him. He wasn't there the game we played. Thank you. So yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> won was, anyway. It was a closer game, but yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, let's go back to the phone. Steve jumps on with us here. Good morning, Steve. You're on uh, Penny. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, great show. Always appreciate it. Uh, yeah, a couple of thoughts just to kind of caveat on, on the discussion here. Uh, I saw a statistic that uh, just shows you how strong our defense was uh, this week compared to other defenses that had played Minnesota, is they had allowed, up until the Illinois game, they had, their offensive line had only allowed nine sacks um, all year, and we had six right. uh, in that game, one game alone. So, I mean... Uh, we're we're doing something. Ryan Walters is just must be a genius up there. I think he really motivates his guys and really comes up with some good schemes to uh, attack these uh, offenses and, and get them off their game. Because uh, I I think it's definitely uh, something we're doing uh, when we start to see a trend with Clifford and you know Tanner um, not playing very well uh, against us. So uh, it's going to give us a chance to, to be in games, but. Uh, on, on the offensive side, I, I agree. I, I love the, the play calling. Uh, I felt like we mixed it up those first two drives. And then I don't know if I'll just have to get used to it with Bielema, um having the reins here, but this conservativeness is, is, is hard to, to swallow. We only attempted four passes in the second half. And uh, Peters was playing pretty well. It wasn't like a Wisconsin game where we, we couldn't throw at all. I mean, I thought, uh, you know, we, we don't have to throw it deep, but just getting a, a few more pass plays, because if we even get a field goal towards the end of that game and go up three scores, the game's pretty much over with, with our defense. And I, I'd rather assume us do that than try to kind of play field position and hold on to the to try to you know make sure we just hold on and our defense can hold them enough to, to win it, which they did, which it worked out, but um, it just worries me in the future, and it might be something I'll have to get used to. I, I don't know, but 
I'm a fan of Bielema. I, I love what he's doing. I just that that part of it is tough for me. Uh, some of that decision making with the uh, offensive play calling. Yeah. All right. It's, it's Thank hard. you, Steve. It's you play a certain way when you're behind. You know, you kind of throw caution to the wind, maybe. Mm-hmm. And when you're ahead, there's a tendency to be. How do you, as a coach, get? And this is particularly true of basketball. How do you get your players to play like they're behind when they're ahead? Mm-hmm. If Can, you could do that, that pressure on, you've got yeah. the answer. Mm-hmm. And and you know, and, and in order to do that, I, I I go back a lot of years to a coach I really liked, who said you have to start. Right at the beginning of the season, you have to say, this is what we're going to do. Get used to it. You know, we're going to go on fourth and one. And if we don't make it, get used mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. We're going to fail at times. But we, but let's play like we're behind all the time and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Be aggressive in, from the outset. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I don't think you can go halfway through the season. Now, now let's play like we're behind. No, you can't do that. You've yeah. got to create a mindset that makes you want to do that from the very beginning and I, the only one I the only one I know that's done that that I think has done that is Kelly at Notre Dame. Notre Dame. He he. They're just going to play hard. They're going to play like they're behind, no matter what the score is. And Illinois clearly is not playing the same when they're ahead as when they're behind. I mean, it just that isn't happening. And yet we'll take these wins. These last two two wins in the last three weeks have been tremendous. I think the one thing Bealum has done really well with him and it, with he and his staff is play to the strengths of what the team does well. Well, that's and, right. And try to get away. If you're not good at something, then you don't do it. If you're good at something, you try to build something around that. And you go with it. Illinois has got a really good running game. We know that. We've seen the stats. But – you can't run if the other team is just absolutely convinced you're not going to do anything else but run. They're probably going to be able to stop you, particularly late in a late game when they have to have the ball back. They're going to stack, and you got to be willing. You, you don't have to do this. You don't have to throw. You can play to your punter. You can and you can play that way, or you can take a take a little bit of a risk and maybe throw a ball once in a while when when they're just when they're loaded up on you to uh, you know to run the ball. And they did have one of those pass plays late with Casey Washington. Went Wasn't up that and a, go. that was a heck of a catch? Yeah. Terrific pass. One and catch. one tremendous catch. Yeah. And you need to play like that, be able to do that when you yeah. have to. Yeah, he wasn't open even. <laughs> he, just, he just made the play. Nine thirty one here, some news coming up. Carl's with us. Hi, Carl. Hi, I, I was. Uh, there are a couple things. Uh, I it. This is starting to remind me of the Tepper era of uh, the way Illinois plays right now. I think that's right. One thing. I, I, and yeah, the I'll, other thing is uh, the defense doesn't seem to have any stars, and they're doing it without uh, some, uh, you know, all Americans or anything like that. Well, I think, you know, you have to have a little um, preliminary. In order to be an All-American, they have to know about you before the season starts, unless you're, unless you're a running back like Walker from Michigan State that just does, it, does so many things that they, nobody could. You know, when he's leading the nation and rushing, naturally the people are going to migrate to him a little bit. But I will tell you, Witherspoon is one heck of a cornerback. Mm-hmm. Both linebackers are playing as good as anybody, I think, and those two are – Reg, I call them. They're not. They're they're sophomores, but they're red shirt freshmen at defensive tackle. Are, are they're really good? Randolph yeah, and Newton. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. One other thing I've been thinking about is with his first press conference, Ryan Walters came up, came and said he saw the Iowa game and he said, "You know, these guys are really good on defense for Illinois." So he. Mm. He knew that they could do stuff when he came. 
So yeah. well, and and he has said that they had tweaked their scheme after the Virginia game. They they adjusted some things because they got hit. And Virginia is a good offensive team. Yeah, they are. But, but uh, they they adjusted some things, and the, whatever he's done has worked. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank well, you, Carl. A lot. Yep. They had Bye. played. Thank just you. Just think how much more you would have favored the the defense if they hadn't allowed those two late marches to lose those two games. Mm-hmm. That that was. Uh, you know, those were we were Illinois was really close in those games, and they just simply got away right at the end. By the way, UTSA is nine and zero, and ranked fifteenth in sure the country. Are. In case you uh, felt bad way, about losing to the Roadrunners, did you see where Trailer got a a pass? Ex- uh, I mean, a, a, an extension on his contract, and I think they did it because there's three schools in Texas that are out. There were three that were out. They just, Texas Tech, I think, just hired a new coach today. Mm. But, uh, you know, those coaches, I think that they were looking at him pretty hard, and, yeah. and UTSA has decided they'd do whatever they could to, to keep him. All right, better get a news update in here from CBS, or news update brought to you by First Mid Bank and Trust, providing financial solutions since 1865, visit firstmid.com to find out more. And here's a news update from CBS. I've been cheated, been mistreated. When will I love? I've been 9.38 on a Monday morning, our Monday morning quarterback show here with you this morning. Doug Wilson will join us at the very end of the show. He's got a couple of things he's working on to share with us. Big Unity fan, big Illini fan. And, of course, he's happy about the Illini win over Minnesota. Illinois wins 14-6, to jumped out to the 14 nothing lead and held on the rest of the way to win. And Blake Hayes made a little uh, contribution at the end of the game with that punt. Yeah, I'll say, down to the two. He didn't have a, a, a typical Blake Hayes day up to that point. He kicked a couple of long kicks low, which allows a return, which he hadn't done in the past. Uh, I mean, he's. Been, I, I think he, uh, I saw a listing where he's num- the number one punter in the country, mm. um, and that includes some pretty good punters, uh, many from Australia, by the way. Yeah, the guy from Rutgers was pretty good, too. Well, I'll say, I'll say he was. So. So, yeah, but uh, Blake Hayes, then he uh, did the little uh, thing that went viral where he um, rode the boat a couple of times and then broke the oar over his knee, uh, <laughs> imaginary oar to, of course, row the boat is the big P.J. Fleck thing. Uh, so the uh, Big Ten West is uh, wide open uh, right now with four teams log jammed at the top. You know who's playing the best football right now? Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah, when they came here, they weren't playing that well. Yeah, and, and that got them rolling, and, and they're – what did they start? One and three? They started one and three this so, season. This year, yeah. And now mm-hmm. they're winning every game and, and winning decisively. Uh, they really killed Northwestern. But uh, but I, I was going to take you off a little bit on something. I, I saw mm-hmm. a number that, that just shocked me this week. $533 million. That $533 million, that's the amount of money from January 2010 to January 2021. That's an 11-year period right there. Men's and women's basketball and football and their assistance, that's how much severance they have received for doing nothing. It's called dead money yeah. being paid to Lovey Smith right now, you know, mm-hmm. from uh, Illinois. I'm sure, I don't know what they're paying him, but he, he got a buyout, right? I mean, all our coaches, they get fired. Well, the big one was Bruce Weber. I think we paid Bruce Weber for a while. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. 
But anyway, that's just uh, 500. And by the way, the Big Ten has given out 106 million in that period. SEC, 151 million. They've just, people are firing coaches irrespective of the amount you owe them. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. They just, if it's time to fire them, Auburn has fired coaches, 31 million they've given dead money. Nebraska's given out 26 million in dead money. I just thought those were interesting numbers. I, I, I see uh, this this week, Texas Tech and and uh, I'm sorry, uh, Texas Tech got a new coach. They had to they had to pay for the old one. But Florida, Oregon State, and and Washington just this week have fired assist, top assistant coordinators and mm-hmm. coaches, which is a lot of money because those guys have got money coming too. Not just the head coach, but the assistant coaches getting a lot of money. Particularly coordinators getting a lot of money these days. So that's just that's how much over half a billion. In the last ten years, given to coaches not to coach, yeah, just to uh, leave. I mean, and I'm wondering about the dynamics in the locker room of, say, uh, LSU with Orgeron. I mean, he's not going to be there anymore. No, but he's still coaching. Yeah, but then, uh, and you talk about. Uh, By the way, they played really well. They had the ball six down with a chance to beat Alabama in Alabama. Yeah. And not only are they firing him or letting them go irrespective of the buyouts, they're firing him in the middle of the season. Yeah. When I'll say you know, they're not waiting any time. I mean, yeah, it's just you're, yeah. you're done. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, they, you know, the Texas Tech coach, uh, they asked him to come back and coach the rest of the season. He said no. He said, if you fire me, I'm quitting. Well, yeah. That's after 20 or 21 years. I forget which it is. And he, he, um, he just elected to, to step aside. And I don't know. It would be hard to keep coaching when you know you've been fired, wouldn't it? I would think so. That's what I'm saying, the dynamic of it. What you know, you're not gonna be there to recruit anymore. Yeah, and, and Texas Tech has got a new coach in which allows him to participate in the recruiting and, and what is it, December fifteenth, I think, is a signing day. And so he's got a month here that he can uh, you know, do the background work to find out who he wants to sign and and who he might recruit. Two one seven three five six nine three nine seven is our phone number. Text line at Castle Heating and Cooling presents that two one seven three five one five three five seven, and you can email us talk at wdws dot com. A week from today, I'll be in Milwaukee. I'll do the show from up there, Illinois at Marquette. Uh, Lauren will be here, but we'll uh, do the show that way next week. So we'll look forward to that. And uh, no football this weekend again. The bye week. The uh, Big Ten West. You mentioned Wisconsin. Wisconsin. After a 1-3 and three start that included two Big Ten defeats to Penn State and Michigan and a non-conference loss to Notre Dame, the Badgers have won four consecutive conference games by a combined score of 131-23. to A 3-0 and finish will land the Badgers in Indianapolis, and the Badgers still play Minnesota. The Badgers can get there still with a 2-1 and record in a tiebreaker situation as long as they beat the Gophers. Minnesota's got some tough games coming up, they Iowa do. and Wisconsin. Iowa and Wisconsin. Yeah, back-to-back. Uh, the Hawkeyes appear to be a college football playoff contender after winning their first seven games with that plus-14 turnover margin. Reality, reality struck in losses to Purdue and Wisconsin by a combined 51-14. to That's put Iowa in a tiebreaker trouble with both of those teams. And their path to Indy most likely would need a 3-0 finish plus loss, losses by the Badgers and the Boilermakers. So right now Wisconsin, I guess, has the best path. If they just went out, they're in. Yeah. But Illinois is hanging in there. You know, uh, uh, Brad Sturdy threw out the numbers. That we all know what the numbers are that Illinois, uh, Illinois points in the last five games, 9, 0, 10, 
10 in regular in regulation, 14 and 14. That's the most points Illinois scored, and they're, they're, they're you know we're all excited about how well they're doing. But nine zero ten fourteen and fourteen, isn't that something? <laughs> I mean, that's in this day and age of college football. I mean, the way you know the way teams score. You start in order. You start by having a good program by getting by building the defense. If you don't have the defense, you don't have a good system. By the way, Purdue is tied for first in the division. Mm-hmm. But they lost to both Wisconsin and Minnesota. So they need a lot of help. They'd have to finish a full game ahead in order As far to... as winning the West. Yeah. All right, 945, visiting with Lauren Tate here. Uh, hi, guys. How much will knocking off these ranked teams help with football recruiting? It'll help. Well, I think it helps. Absolutely it helps. I mean, I, how much it helps? I don't know. It's just it's an attitude. It's a feeling. It's a... You know, you go out and, and you're much more positive when you win. I mean, as a coach, you're more positive. I know they try to be positive all the time, but when you win games, then that means something. Well, and it uh, it also helps that the two games they won were on national TV. I mean, yeah. I mean, I know they're all yeah. on TV, and BTN is across the country. I'm talking ABC and ESPN too. Yeah. So those those two wins, Penn State and Minnesota. Joe jumps in with us here next. Good morning, Joe. Uh, good morning. I think Ron Zook got fired during the season because he uh, had another Florida team to play when he got fired. Say that again. I mean, he was he was fired at when the he was at Florida. You're talking yes. about and yeah. he got fired when the season was going on, and he continued on. I think that's right. Yeah, when he was at Florida, mm-hmm. he got let go. Yeah, yeah, and, and right. They, he um... had the other Florida team to play. Mm-hmm. That and is his right. Wife told him. His wife uh, told him, "Say, hey, man, you got fired. What are you worried about?" That's what he said at the quarterback club one day. <laughs> she was sitting there. Yep. So, so she used to come to all the quarterback club meetings. Mm-hmm. Yep. De- Denise is a wise woman. So. <laughs> yes, she is. Okay. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, I saw Denise when uh, Marilyn was here. Ran into her outside in Grange Grove, and had not seen her in a few years. Of course, it was uh, good to see Ron Zook's wife. Maryland, um, close to bowl eligibility, right? But uh, got beat. Uh, I think they're right at five wins, so uh, they're in pretty good, pretty good shot. And Purdue now has a shot. They've got a couple of games left. They could still win. I think Indiana's on there. Well, they, they can win seven or eight. In, did you see what the the guy from uh, talking about Indiana said? Everybody came in knowing that they were going to have a great season this year, and they stepped on a rake and it hit them right in the nose. <laughs> 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 well, and other people thought... Is that what happened? <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> or they, like uh, Charlie Brown, they missed the football again. You know, <laughs> Lucy had it set up for him, and they missed it. Uh, 217-356-9397 is our number. More texts have come in. We'll get to those here on A Penny for Your Thoughts. Glad you're with us here. We've got a busy week ahead, and we'll tell you more about that. Justice Steigman, by the way, in the middle of the week. 948, here is Dave Leak with our eye on the sky. And a break, back with more with Lauren. Yeah, you know, I could tell when we started talking about it, they really, you know, kind of looked at me like I had three heads. I didn't know what I was talking about. And I just, hey, I, I, this team was the leading team in the Big Ten West. Uh, so to find out where we're at, I understand we didn't do what we need to do on the front end of this season, but we're starting to play some physical football. That's a team that I recognize why what we do during the course of the week is what we see on Saturday, and that's a lot of fun. Baby, lay on back and relax. Kick your pretty feet up on my dad. No need to go nowhere fast. Let's enjoy right here where we at. Who knows where this road is supposed to 
On a penny for your thoughts here on this Monday, bright sunshine streaming in, beautiful day today. Uh, let's see here, going to be a high of uh, 66 today and uh, 61 tomorrow. Then it's going to get a little colder, I think, as we go along here, as we work our way through the month of November. And speaking of uh, tune-ups and air conditioners and furnaces, if you're a first responder, the folks at Castle Home Comfort, Jeff and his team, would like you to give them a call, 217 352 2800 you can get your furnace and your air conditioner both tuned up uh, for the price of one 8950 on that so make sure you let them know you're a first responder and of course if you uh, need some service work done the service fee technicians for the home comfort heroes they're available 24 7 79 dollar service fee all the time and the importance of a furnace maintenance is uh, really critical here as we get into these colder months they've been doing this for four decades working on all practical uh, heating and cooling brands and models their expert team ensures a job done right every time. Give them a call, Jeff and his team at Castle Home Comfort, 217-352-2800. Hello, guys. We've been to many football games over the years. The time between plays when the football game goes into the next quarter or a made field goal, etc., is astonishing. It's a wonder the players can concentrate on the game, have the number of advertising spots increased, it is tough to see everyone ready, and they can't proceed until the headlinesman receives a signal to go. Fox Sports must have figured out that college sports is very lucrative. <laughs> <laughs> you think? <laughs> well, if you watch, there's a guy that wears a red shirt and a red hat, and when he comes on the field, there's usually either a two or two-and-a-half or three-minute break, and nobody starts until he signals to the, you know, the linesman or the referee that we're ready to go. And well, it's amazing, and I can't do this. It takes too much of the fun out of it. But if you go back and watch a football game after taping it, you can go through it in less than an hour, way less than an hour, way less than an hour. That's and why they – just It goes about 20 seconds. But, you know, you can run it up 20 seconds after each play. That's why the uh, Big Ten has that uh, BTN in an hour. They play the mm-hmm. whole game in yeah. an hour. Yeah. Just uh, trim it down. And, but, yeah, but you know well, what you don't get? You don't get you. Well <laughs> – you don't get the announcer. You don't get the the you know the talk between plays. Right. right. You lose mm-hmm. all that. You just mm-hmm. you just see the plays and you go to the next play. And right. It's really antiseptic. It's mm-hmm. kind of it's kind of no fun, but but you can get it a lot faster. Mm-hmm. It does zip through. Uh, I heard before the weekend a texture said Brett Bielema had never lost to Minnesota as a coach. That is right. Yeah, seven and zero. Seven and zero. Four of those seven wins, by the way, were against Tim Brewster, and I had forgotten that he and Brewster had a bit of a run in. Oh, they did. Yeah, when there was a game, uh, I forget what year it was, and um, the score was pretty lopsided in Wisconsin's favor, and I think Brett went for two uh, in the game, and that caused he and Brewster to have, I guess, a falling out or something. Something happened there. Uh, I don't know exactly the whole story, but um, but I did hear about it. So, Coaches really get uh, testy when, when mm-hmm. the other guy tries to qu- quote – Run it up. I mean, mm-hmm. that's not exactly running it up. He no. maybe just wanted to try his two point conversion well, that, play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but I just I was reading the story on the background of all oh, that because yeah. I couldn't figure out what what happened. I remember that now. And that I'll, I'll ask Brett about it and see what yeah. he remembers. But um, mm-hmm. but I know that, um, and I think uh, Brewster had said some things on the recruiting trail that had upset some of the other coaches in the Big Ten along the way. Uh, some of the things he was promising and saying about Minnesota football, and of course we all know Tim. But anyway, that was um, 
Uh, that was interesting sideline to that story. But four of those seven wins in a row where they won the Axe were against Tim Brewster, a couple against um, uh, the other coach there that was up there that's Jerry Kill that's now coaching TCU. So. You know, we were up there for a basketball game when Tim Brewster was hired. I was at this press conference in Minneapolis. I remember that. Yeah, were you there? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. wasn't at the press conference, but I remember it. All right, let me get a quick break in here before the top of the hour, and we'll get ready for some news from CBS this time out. All right, 9.59, we got the news coming up from uh, CBS. We'll talk a little basketball here in the uh, next hour. Illinois, uh, we'll have the Brett Underwood Show tonight, by the way, from Papa Dell, 7 to 8, our first one of those of the year. There is no football show this week with a bye week, so it'll be tonight on Monday night for Brad Underwood, so you can join us there at Papa Dell's. we got the news from CBS coming up. This is News Talk 1400, 93.9 FM, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, back for hour number two. It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM, WDWS. You can join in on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or send an email to talk at WDWS.com. Now, here again, Brian Barnhart. All right, we're back on Penny for Your Thoughts. 10-11 here, the Monday Morning Quarterback Show. I'll have just an hour tomorrow. We'll have uh, Peter McFarland and Kenny Battle join us tomorrow. There's a uh, Don Moyer Boys and Girls Club camp coming up, and uh, Kenny Battle's going to be a part of that. So we'll talk to them tomorrow. Paul Rudy's on the money for about 45 minutes, and then it'll be uh, Illinois women's basketball tomorrow morning at 11, North Carolina Central. And then the Illini men with all of our coverage, uh, sports talk at 4, Illini game day at 5, Illinois basketball against Jackson State coming up at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. A couple of texts that came in here this morning along the way. Uh, I have the utmost respect for Coach Fleck and Brett Bielema. Go Illini. Congrats to Muhammad Seymour. Of course, Muhammad Seymour is, what, 10-0 and 0 now? Undefeated. Undefeated, and they've rolled again. I think they're at Morton this week. Um, one of the teams that advanced, Unity also advancing. So did Arcola. Centennial uh, fell short in their game at home. Another uh, email says, with our team having become a power-running team, I thought I'd try to come up with something new for the cheerleaders on the sidelines. And here it is. Hit them again, hit them again, harder, harder. Hit them again. <laughs> Just keep running the ball. Can they sustain that when they change uh, offensive lines? Because yeah. these offensive linemen are going to be gone. Most that is of going them. to be interesting. Because yeah. yeah, they're going to you know, they're going to lose and, they're going to lose five of them mm-hmm. if you count Jarosadi and you know and of course Palchewski of course and Kramer Kramer's been sensational by the way. Low Kramer if 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 Iowa didn't have such a good center, I mean such a high draft pick in the NFL, I think Kramer might be the the uh, uh, Big Ten uh, center this year. Center of the all, year, all, yeah, all, Big- all conference, but. I saw a stat on Vidarian Lowe since week five. Mm-hmm. 104 pass blocks, no pressures allowed, mm-hmm. and a 90.9 pass pro grade. FBS pro, POS rank number one. I mean, that's, so he's playing well on that left mm-hmm. side. So. Mm-hmm. And Pilstrom's how, many of those run, how many of those really good runs are off the left side? A lot of them. You bet. Mm-hmm. More than the other way. 
And Pearl has done a good job switching to the outside on the on the right side. All right, ten thirteen. A little basketball talk here again. Illinois and Jackson State. The men, the women, play tomorrow at eleven. We'll have that one for you. Both games uh, on the radio. Uh, Quinnipiac is at Maryland tomorrow. Kansas and Michigan State. In uh, I think the classic of uh, champions they play. Akron and Ohio State. Bellarmine and Purdue. Uh, some of the games involving uh, Big Ten teams tomorrow, and there's more uh, during the course of the week. But uh, this is the first night of college basketball coming up tomorrow night, and Jackson State is the opponent tomorrow night. Yeah, I'm going to rattle off a couple of things here for you real quick. Last year, Jackson State started out there in the Southwestern uh, Athletic Conference, and it's a historical black uh, mm-hmm. conference and, and the university there, Bethune-Cookman and Florida A&M, Alcorn, Grambling, those schools are in that conference. They lost their non-conference games to Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Louisiana Tech, Bradley, and Iowa State last year. Then they won 12 straight, mm-hmm. 11 in the conference, and lost in the tournament to Texas Southern. It knocked them out. of the, Otherwise, they'd been in the NCAA tournament. Uh, this year, their schedule, I, I think it's interesting who they're playing here. After Illinois, they've got games against Louisiana Tech. They've got Marshall, Indiana University. They've got Marquette, which Illinois plays later, Illinois State, and Iowa State, and Northern Iowa before they get into a conference play. All on the road. All and on the road. All on they, the road, yeah. and they don't play a home game until December 29th. That's a murder. That's a murderous mm, schedule, but you know, that's what they do. They fund their athletic department that yep. way. Yeah, that's exactly right, and they uh, – you know, they're, they've got a really good player in Jay McKinnis, who's, a, as you say, is a player of the year in the conference going in. And he averaged 12.5 points and 13.2 rebounds, 12 points, 13 rebounds. And uh, that was last year. And he will be tested by not Kofi Coburn. Yeah. And I heard you talking with Steve Beckett about that on uh, Saturday with yeah. Kofi. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I'm concerned about making a decision in my mind based on uh, Illinois against the NCAA because I have a built-in, you know, feeling about that. Mm-hmm. But I just think that uh, Kofi, that's for the circumstances, and people will disagree. Some disagree. Some agree that this this penalty is unnecessarily harsh. Now it's only ten percent of the games, and uh, Illinois did appeal it and were denied. And this was by a committee that's not the, you know, it's not a regular committee. It's a re-entry committee. Mm-hmm. When you're, you know, you've been declared uh, ineligible and out because you've sold your equipment, then they have to let you back in. And it's a different uh, committee that makes the ruling, and they, they rule three games, and that's what we're stuck with. What, what do you feel about it? Oh, I, in my mind, it... You know, the, the whole NCAA thing. But in my mind, it's, okay, if they're going to do the games, let's do the three at the beginning and let's get it over with. Well, that's... You know, whether you how you feel about, you know, what, what he did and, you know, the fact that he sold the merchandise he thought he was going to, you know, he declared for the NBA draft and all that happened before NIL and all the stuff that I'm sure you guys and Steve talked about on Saturday. But in my mind, it's like, okay, it's three games. Let's just get it over with and it'll be a blip on the screen. And we're not going to remember it. But this isn't forward. this isn't the 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 normal cheating that goes on. Right. I mean, he wasn't cheating. He right. simply thought he was gone, and then he pay he's paying it back. Right. So um, I would to me one game would have been plenty. Oh, I think so. And um, three games is too many in my mind. Yeah, I, I can't get and, that and, out of my head. And I agree. It should be just one. 
or something like that. But I'm like, if you're going to do three, you know, well, it's not going to kill it's Illinois. It's not going to kill Illinois. Illinois. If it were eight or nine, I would this, be more this concerned. It's a good chance but. to find out how Illinois can play without Kofi. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we might be disappointed of the way they play, or we might find somebody that's, you know, maybe this is a chance for uh, Omar Payne to step up. Mm-hmm. Or it's a chance or Hawkins. For, for Hawkins to step up mm-hmm. and be a, a solid contributor all season long based on a, a good early start in these first three games. And it may help you, as it turned out. We learned a lot about the team when I was out. It may help you somewhere along the way later this year yeah. if Kofi's in foul trouble or whatever the case may It'll be. It'll happen. It'll happen somewhere yeah. along the way. It always so, does. Yeah. So I'm not overly – I mean, I'm not happy they ruled what they ruled, but I'm kind of like, okay, well, let's just get it over with. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like going to get your, your cavity filled or whatever. Let's get it done and let's go on. So, but yeah. uh, we'll be interesting. And I don't know – I mean, Jackson State, again, a good record last year undefeated in their conference during the regular season – uh, those teams are always tricky to play. Uh, By the way, early. they lost a bunch of games because of COVID, too. Mm-hmm. They didn't play a full schedule, of course. Yep, yep. And then uh, Arkansas State Friday night, which is at 8, and then 6 o'clock a week from tonight at Marquette. And I don't know. And, and we're, and we're going to see how DeMonte Williams came, comes around. He was injured in that last non-conference game. And, and also uh, we know that uh, Fraser hurt his left his right shoulder. He's a left-handed shooter. I I would think that he'll be back, but again, we won't know until we hear from Underwood later today, I would imagine, on Hutcherson and Williams and Frazier. Hutcherson landing on his tailbone about 10 days ago, so hopefully he'll be better and ready to go. Uh, Texter on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line here at 1019. It says, I don't worry about the Illini making a bowl, but with all these flights being canceled, I worry about getting there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there have been a lot of flights canceled uh, over time. By the way, our uh, general manager, uh, Grant Thompson, came up with the numbers. Because I'd seen a number in the 40s, I thought, of teams that are already bowl eligible. Uh, and it's uh, 49, is that right, that are bowl eligible. Yeah, 17 with one one went away. Yeah. but And that's 76, and there's only 82, it, it, 41 bowls. Yeah. So, But here's the thing. If a Big Ten team finishes 6-6, six and six, Brian, you always get in because there are lesser conferences that might have somebody that's six and six that you'd you'd get the edge over them, or even so, seven and five or something like that. Sometimes, well, that's you've, true. You've seen teams left out. Yeah, and in, in some years, uh, a caller uh, contacted me earlier about could a team with five wins get in? Well, yes, that has happened in the past, but it isn't going to happen this year if you've got already you know within they're within six right now of of having 70, you know, they're within six of the 82 right now. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't think anybody with 5-7 could get in, but it has happened. And the point of all that is Illinois needs to win a couple more games. They have oh, yeah. two left. And if yeah. they want to two think tough about games. It. Yeah, two tough games. Two teams we never beat. <laughs> at Iowa. Iowa and Northwestern. Yeah, which we, at Northwestern, we haven't beaten at all here in recent years. So. We beat them in 1732 or some year. Like I can't remember the year. <laughs> <laughs> they always play they the always best. Play, yeah. They do. I mean, yeah. it, it, you just go in knowing that they're going to just be terrific in this game, no matter what mm-hmm. they've done previously. I uh, got a emailer here. Uh, let's see here. Two one seven three five one five three five seven is the text line. Uh, hi guys. I bet they have a lot of busted oars in Minnesota today. <laughs> uh, that's uh, when you when you go that route on a identity. What some people would call, I don't know, um, quirky or 
uh, you know, kind yeah. of a stick act. Um, you know, with the row the row the boat, you're going to get uh, you're going to get hammered when you lose. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Texter says there's now a clock in the horseshoe area at the stadium with a commercial break time, so we know how long the breaks will be for the commercial breaks. That is, is that true, right? Yeah, they had that up in Minnesota too. Directly across from us, there was a clock that when the break would start. So if we had a two and a half minute commercial break or two minute break, we knew we'd have a minute to talk when we came back. Because it'd just count down. If the play-by-play guy got to the break quick enough, that was the key. I didn't know. Yeah. I've never seen that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's in there. Uh, hi, Brian and Lauren. I was wondering when the Bragging Rights game tickets will be delivered. I bought eleven tickets for my family as an early Christmas gift. I'm so excited to experience the game with the whole family. I figured you guys could find out easier than I could. Thanks, Denise. Denise, I went to the Answer Man uh, over at the University of Illinois. Uh, Jason over there. He says. Um, the bragging rights tickets will be mobile delivery and sent via email two to three weeks before that game. Of course, everything's done mobile anymore with tickets. So um, anyway, though, you should see them two to three weeks before the game, which Even is back in St. Louis. Is mobile for the game, basketball right. game. Yeah, yeah. Just scan your phone. Well, I, I what, what, do you do if, what do you do if you don't have a phone? <laughs> you you can't get in. <laughs> You're kind of out of luck. Uh, let's see here. Somebody asked this uh, last week, and I don't know the answer. What are the tournament rings made of that the players got? How much did they cost, and how were they paid for? Um, I don't, I don't know exactly how that works. I know, I know sometimes uh, bowl games or NCAA tournament. Uh, I know the NCAA. I think picks up the cost of if you win the NCAA championship. I think the NCAA gets the cost of those. Uh, the O five team had a special ring made, even though they didn't win the title. They had rings that a lot of us got that commemorated the season, the record, mm-hmm. you know, 37-2 and two and back-to-back Big Ten champs and, and all of that. And speaking of uh, that team, we may see Bruce Weber here in a couple you're, of weeks. We're going to see him. We're going to we'll, see him. We'll see if we play him. Yeah, we'll see if we play him. If <laughs> Illinois beats Cincinnati uh, and Kansas State pulls an upset. Over Arkansas. Arkansas is pretty good, I think. Yeah. We both have to win, both have to lose for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but K State will be there in that event in downtown. And that'll Kansas be Kobe's City. first game. That's right. Yeah, because there is no game between Marquette and Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. That's right. All right, two one seven three five six nine three nine seven is the phone number. Howard, with us. How you doing, Howard? Good. How you guys doing? Good. Rowing our boat here today. Uh, yeah, that's kind of quirky, isn't it? <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Um, Lauren, uh, ESPN was. We're reporting this morning that Kentucky signed a five-star point guard. Really? I never heard of them signing a five-star before. (laughs) Kid by the name of Carson Wallace. Yeah. So Antigua and uh, Chen's added down there hot and heavy, aren't they? Well, yeah, but Kentucky signs five-star. They don't sign anything but five-stars, for goodness sake. That's all about the head coach. I mean, the assistant coaches are certainly involved, but Kentucky, even when they're losing games, they're losing with five-stars. Well, you know, you know, they they were kind of kind of blowing their horn. They were going after Curbelo next year. Well, they can do that. There's no reason why they shouldn't try. Yeah. Well, you I see that you yeah. see the exhibition game they're playing the other day. They played somebody I never heard of, and they were trailing like forty-one to thirty-five at one point. I don't remember hmm. it exactly. Yeah, probably some girl don't, team. Don't pin me down on the exact score, but they were down five or six points to this team. Midway through the game, and and yeah. uh, of course they wound up winning. But 
I mean, the, the Kentucky losing like they did last year, losing more games than they won, right. it's incredible when you consider their recruiting. Yeah, it is. It's unbelievable, really. <laughs> yep. We really owe Iowa one. They've, they've uh, cleaned our clock the last couple of years. We really we need to – this could be a payback game. For Missouri, you mean? No, Iowa, the Iowa game. I said we, we owe them one. We do? You're talking, uh, you're talking football? Or? Oh, you're talking football now. Okay, excuse me. Yeah, I, I switched over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you had me wondering. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're a little okay. slow on the uptake yeah, yeah, here. That's Howard. right. Uh, I'm a little slow today, too. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? No, that's it. Okay. okay. All right. Thank you. Appreciate All right, it. See you later. All right. Bye-bye. 217-356-9397. Facer Law Office invites you to attend their free seminar the seven mistakes that will blow up your estate plan. Join Facer Law Office at the I Hotel and Conference Center Wednesday, November 10th at 1.30. Reserve your space. Facer Law Office, 337-1111. Got a news update coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, that will be brought to you by the Gailey Eye Clinic. Gailey Eye Clinic, uh, now an in-network provider for Health Alliance. Gailey Eye Clinic, focused on you. We'll hear from them in a little bit. And we're at 1026, a quick break, and back to get ready for news here in just a moment. All right, back on Penny for your thoughts here. 1029, just ahead of the uh, news update coming up here at the uh, bottom of the hour. Let's go back to the phones here. Lloyd is with us. Hi, Lloyd. How are you? Good. Hey, I just got a comment about the Illinois-Missouri basketball game. You will have to show proof of vaccination to enter the arena. Yeah, I just uh, I just saw that. You're right. Okay. Yep. It's, uh, it's on their website. That's pretty specific, I guess, so. Yes, it is. That's all I had. Thank you. Thank you. I wonder if they'll accept the little card or if you have to have it on your phone. I mean, those cards can be easily Hmm. manufactured. Yeah, I don't know. uh, I've got my vaccination card anyway, so I don't know. I got my card and I got it in my phone, but I just just wondered if, if, you know, if they're going to insist on on how you get it. I I mean, you could could have your card – you could fake your card and put it on your phone, and, and both of them be fake. Yeah. Those cards are just simple. I mean, they're, they're easy to copy. Yeah. And I've, I'm told that some people have done that. We've heard stories about that. Uh, I guess to just go to the website for the, uh, the Arena Enterprise Center, they can probably tell you down at, in St. Louis as to what the, you know. Well, I would think either one would need. work, wouldn't yeah, you? I would think so, yeah. Anyway, uh, if you if you know or can let us know, but uh, as far as we know, yeah, you'll have to do that because it's uh, St. Louis City has a little different uh, rules than some of the other places. Ten thirty. Breaking news here. Yes. Okay. Players of the week. Players of the week. Offensive player of the week. Co-offensive. Aiden O'Connell from Purdue. That's surprising, isn't it? <laughs> True for five hundred yards. <laughs> and um, here we go. Uh, special teams player of the week. Blake Hayes. Blake Hayes and meme of the week. <laughs> Blake Hayes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, breaking he, that imaginary oar over his that's leg. That's right. So that's a that's a good one for him. Punted seven times, forty three point average, and four punts inside the twenty. And of course, that last one at the two yard line had another one that bounced into the end zone that barely didn't, yeah. barely bounced in too. Yeah. All right, Gallo Miller Paint and Collision Repair. Dave and Miller, uh, Dave Miller, Bill Gallo, very passionate about what they do. They truly care. A couple of decades in business. They're hands on in their business. They're in the shop every day. They know the collision repair business inside and out. They know all the insurance ins and outs. So if 
you have an accident, have a ding, have something you need fixed, just simply uh, give them the keys and let them uh, take it over for you. They'll help with getting the rental car lined up and everything else. So it is the folks at Dave uh, Miller and Bill Gallo, the folks at Gallo Miller Paint and Collision Repair. If you want to uh, check them out, you can go by their building, south side of I-74, Neyland Prospect, so you know where it is and how to get there if you ever need them. Or you can go to gallomiller.com and check out the website for all of the things that they do. And they've had several uh, testimonials we've had for you over the years that uh, folks have said, hey, you guys do a great job. We'd recommend you to anybody, and uh, you can... Uh, Check out their website for all of that information. Gallo Miller, Paint and Collision Repair. 1032, again, our news update brought to you by the uh, Gailey Eye Clinic. And we've got news from CBS straight ahead. Uh, Doug Wilson may pop in here in a few minutes as well. Back in a moment. Here comes the kick away. It's going to bounce at the five. Oh. The Illini are down there to yes! down it at the two-yard line. How do you like that? That time he got the right bounce. <laughs> Here in the Northern Hemisphere, and he bounced it at the two-yard line. The Australian oh. sticks it down, and the Gophers will have to go 98 yards. Blake Hayes, you sly dog, you. <laughs> Back on a penny for your thoughts here as we continue with our Monday morning quarterback show with you up until 11 o'clock. And, of course, tomorrow we'll have just an hour. We've got a couple of things going on. Peter McFarland's going to join us. Kenny Battle as well from the uh, Flying Illini with the Don Moyer Boys and Girls Club. And uh, some other things happening as well. Justice Steigman on Wednesday and near the end of the week, uh, Trent and Teresa Meacham join us. Uh, both former college athletes, parents, raising young kids. We'll talk to them at the end of the week. Georgia, Cincinnati, Alabama, Oklahoma, the top four. Then Oregon, this is in the AP poll. Ohio State, Notre Dame, Michigan State, Michigan. Oklahoma State is 10. A&M, Texas A&M 11. Ole Miss is 12, by the way. Wake Forest got beat for the first time. Gave up 55 points and lost to North Carolina. They're 8-1, they're 13. Brigham Young is 14. UTSA, remember them, the Roadrunners? 9-0, their 15th, Auburn, Houston, uh, Baylor, Iowa's 19th, Wisconsin 20, Minnesota fell out, NC State, Coastal Carolina, Penn State, and Louisiana Lafayette round out the uh, top 24 there and 25 as well. So anyway, those are the teams in the top 25. And uh, some upsets, Purdue had the biggest upset of the weekend. Yeah, Purdue's not in, the, not in the rankings yet, of course, uh, but uh, they've had a couple really good. they spoiled it for a couple of teams, haven't they? Yes, they have. Iowa well, and Michigan State. I two think. top five teams. First time they've done that since 1960. Yeah, two undefeated teams they've knocked off. And mm-hmm. that passing attack they have is just murder. If you, you, I don't know how you stop it. I guess you just hope that Bell doesn't show up. <laughs> it was the case against Illinois. Yeah. All right, Doug Wilson is here with us. How are you doing? I'm good. Good. Brian, how are you? Good. And uh, uh, Lauren, uh, happy belated birthday. Oh, boy. Well, yeah. you had a birthday, too, it just right? It goes yeah. on and on. Thursday, I was uh, 37. <laughs> was that the same day as yours, Lauren? He was same. 47. Third. You were on the third, and so was he. Yeah. Fourth. Or you were the fourth. fourth. I was oh, he was older than me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> good to have you here, Doug. How are you? I'm, I'm good. good. I'm yeah. good. You yeah. know, I'm enjoying um, my time being back here in uh, Illinois, going to the Atlanta games. I text you every time I'm at the game, hey, Brian, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been exciting to watch the games. 
and see the ebbs and flows of what this team is doing, what the new coach is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of exciting. Uh, I was at the University of Illinois in the 80s mm-hmm. uh, when we went to the Rose Bowl two years in a row and uh, all of that hoopla. And, um, you know, I, I just see that there's a, a bright future for this team. And um, I hope that uh, things can keep going in the right direction. Yeah, good win over the weekend against Minnesota. Yes. So that was good to see. And you going to any more home games? Or you only got one left. So yeah, I mean. Um, the day after, well, a couple of days after Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm here in Champaign through Thanksgiving, so okay. I, I will be attending that game. You've never invited me to the box. Oh, I've invited you. <laughs> No, you have not. <laughs> we'll have Lauren help with that. He, he can get you up there. You won't let me get in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, and you and Lauren know several people. Oh right? my you gosh, said you... um, we have so many. Like uh, my, my aunt and uncle, um, you know, live here in Champaign, and um, uh, I they've socialized with uh, Mary and Lou Henson, which are dear friends of yours, Lauren. Yeah. Um, and so. Um, yeah, I've uh, I've kept tabs on you. In fact, you know, I was at the Sunshine Dinner Playhouse in 1981, hmm. and I believe Lauren, your daughter, was in Annie Get Your Gun, the show I was in. She was in several shows there. Yeah, yeah. I think she was my date. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, on stage. Mm-hmm. You know, you would never allow me to date her. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting to watch the games, and I love the pomp and circumstance of mm-hmm. uh, University of Illinois mm-hmm. and the marching Illini and, um, and all of that. And, you know, it's like how do we create and bring energy back into the game even when we're not winning like mm-hmm. what do we do you know what can the marching line i do mm-hmm. what can the athletic association do yes people go to games when they win but it's like the cubs you know you know fans go to cub games <laughs> when they're you know not even when they're not winning. very good yeah, yeah when they're not right. very good and, yeah. and how do we create that energy yeah. um, at the university of illinois with mm-hmm. the football team well unity also won over the weekend yes and uh, so we're happy about that in the quarterfinals yeah and um, our alma mater that's right both of us went to unity lauren and of course you went to monticello yeah and we lost the, and they oh, got right. beat the, the loss to Unity was unbelievable. Monticello's trailing by six and had the ball on the one-yard line for one final play at the end of the game. Couldn't make the one yard. Fourth and one. Fourth and one has been big all season, hasn't it? It was a big Saturday. I mean, Illinois stopped them on fourth and one in that right. first half. It was a big game changer. That was a big play. So, yeah. Lauren, when you were at Monticello, who was the big rival? Tuscola. Tuscola. Yeah. Okay. And I'm being, meant, to... being meant to a lesser extent. We never played Unity. Mm-hmm. Uh, we never played Unity. Um, yeah. Maybe I, I played. I mean, Rocky Ryan was at Unity at that time, right? And uh, they were playing eight-man football, mm-hmm. and so we didn't play them in football and basketball. We just didn't happen to play them. I don't know why. I, I played against Rocky in a lot of sports, but mm-hmm. softball and baseball yeah. mostly. Yeah. Um, my father always like talked about his six-man football team in Longview. 
you know, six you know, man, six well, man. Yeah. Maybe it was six man. I said eight man. Maybe it was six man. I don't remember now. Oh, it was six man. I have the picture. Believe me. Yeah. We've seen it a time yeah. and again. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, he Longview was a big, big player back in the day in the uh, oh, well, uh, 40s, you know. Um, but uh, Wow. Anyway. Yeah, I was trying to think when we were in high school at Unity, the big rival I mean, Tuscola, St. Joe. Joe, and yeah. Tuscola to to an extent. I know for Dave right. Gentry and those a little older than me, but right. Well, when I was, um, I did a lot of theater at the uh, Villa Grove Community Theater, um, and uh, Villa Grove and Tuscola were huge rivals. You know, you talk about Monticello and Tuscola, Villa Grove and and Tuscola. Oh, they hated each other. Hmm. You know. And you still got the cola wars to the you know today. Oh yeah, Tuscola and our cola. Yeah, that's that's oh, the longest a, continuous, I'm sure, uh, mm-hmm. competition yeah. between two schools in this region. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, well, I have some. Yeah, you have I, some news for I us some here. News. Something you wanted to share. So yeah, I am. Uh, you know, Tim Sinclair, who's you know uh, been co-host of uh, CI Living for a number of years, uh, is going to be leaving, unfortunately. And uh, he's going up to uh, call the uh, the bulls, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, uh, he's so, doing the bulls and the bears. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm going to uh, step in as co-host uh, starting uh, tonight, uh, this afternoon, actually, okay. at 4 o'clock. So I'm doing uh, Monday and Wednesday, and I'm going to co-host with Heather Roberts and Aaron Valley, the storyteller, will be with us. And uh, so I'm really looking forward to it. I, I guess I've been sort of family to uh, CI Living for a number of years. Every time I'm back in, mm-hmm. you know, I hound you. It's like, hey, let's get on and let's talk about something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to that uh, this afternoon. And you can actually uh, stream it at uh, CILiving.tv mm-hmm. when you're sitting at your desk in your office. <laughs> okay. So that'll start today. Today. And it will uh, be uh, long term or do you know or is it? Oh, I'm I'm stepping in for a couple of days. Okay, um, you know they're uh, you know in flux right now, mm-hmm. and um, since I'm in town, you know I'm happy to to step in and and play in the uh, sandbox. Yeah. Well, I think you're used to being on TV, so. Well, I've had yeah. a, I've had a, 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 a few uh, a few experiences yes, along you know. the way. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's always good to have you back, and uh, you're welcome to hang around here. I got to get a break in, and uh, yeah, we'll just continue. We're we're talking Illinois football. Basketball starts tomorrow night. Yes, I, I went it. to one of the interim games. Uh, Did you the yeah. exhibition games? Yeah, yeah. I went mm-hmm. to the exhibition um, uh, last week. Well, that uh, game tomorrow with the women at eleven o'clock. I don't ever remember. A, Tuesday at 11, basketball game, yeah. you know, during the regular season. Do you? I mean, do you, ever, do you think we've ever had anything? They've done like? the, the only time they've done it usually is when there's the first game of the year. They'll have a women's game early in the day and a men's game at night. I've, I've had that happen a couple times, but not very often. I think I yeah. did it when I was in junior high at ABL. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if those but, of you who don't remember ABL, ABL became Heritage, which right. uh, conjoined with uh, Homer. <laughs> That's right. All right, 1047. Let me get an update here from our friend uh, Brent Musburger in the desert. His guy's in the desert here with a, a little bit of the uh, information you might need on the Bears game tonight, et cetera. Uh, here you go, 1047. The Illini go heavy package. Single back set, Chase Brown leading 7 nothing as we start the second quarter off to our left. Peters turns, fakes to Brown. Looking to throw right. Got a man in the end zone. Touchdown! <laughs> Tip Ryman, the tight end. 
end. Breaks open. What a great design play by Tony Peterson and the Illini roll it into the end zone. Wide open, number 89, Ryman, and a touchdown, Illinois. And how do you like this? 13-0 Illinois early in the second. Back on a penny for your thoughts. News Talk 1400 DWS, 10.51 here in the morning. Uh, Doug Wilson is with us, of course, all those years with Trading Spaces. He's going to be on uh, CI Living. And uh, Instagram, you can go to at Doug Wilson Designer is where you can find him. So uh, make sure you do that and watch for him on Channel 3 here a couple of days this week on the uh, 4 o'clock CI Living show. Uh, somebody said, could you explain on an email, can you explain the rowing thing? I'm out of, I'm out of the loop on that. Well, you know, I wish I could because there's a story behind it that has nothing to do with football. That's what yeah. people probably don't understand much about Fleck is that this thing came up. It's some kind of a family thing. I'm sorry I don't know the exact details, but it started that way, and he carried it over into into football. Right, and he started doing it at Western Michigan, I think. Mm-hmm. That's right. And they and, won and a bunch of games. It's a row the boat, row the boat, you know, just keep keep working, keep rowing. That's basically what it means. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you look it up, I'll bet you can find the story that I read about a week ago about that. And, and I've forgotten exactly what it was. It's some kind of a family uh, involvement. Hmm. Okay. And uh, somebody said, also, when are we going to get a different Illini women's basketball coach? Well, uh, well, she's going to have to do better this year. she got a chance with uh, some new players. And mm-hmm. maybe, uh, you know, obviously uh, everybody knows you have to win more games. Mm-hmm. And she's she's really excited about this year. I've I've talked well, to her. She's, yeah, I know. You know, and uh, their offices have moved, by the way, out of Oven while they're renovating. She's actually in the State Farm Center these yeah. days. Yeah, they have offices. to flip flop when they when the when the, like the men's team going in there today, because uh, well, I, I may be wrong about that, but both of them are in there this week. But but mm-hmm. uh, when when one practices in in the State Farm Center, the other practices in Oven. They've only got one gym in Oven. It's the it's the men's gym. And uh, I almost said the old man's gym, and that's a different place that, entirely. That's Kenny, isn't it? <laughs> that's Kenny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Doug Wilson is with us as well here as we uh, just kind of move along through our Monday morning quarterback show. Uh, somebody said, uh, Texter says, the bowl games have become really meaningless since the playoffs started. Nothing more than exhibition games, which is sad but true. Case in point, can you tell me who won the Quick Lane Bowl last year? Look, it's, no. it's an opportunity for players to get an op- a chance to play. It's a chance for fans to go maybe into a warm, uh, you know, climate for a for a, a, a little vacation of three or four days. I mean, it, I I understand why people think it's meaningless, but it isn't meaningless to the players. If right. these players playing for Brett Bielema this year made a bowl game, it would be a huge accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they would they would enjoy it. If you took a vote of the players, do you want to play? They'd all say yes. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. you know. Um, you know what? We have to win two games to go to a bowl. Oh yeah. Right. Okay. So what are we looking at, Lauren, for Iowa? Well, we're looking up. for a low-scoring game and hope that you score more than they do. I mean, it's going to be tough. Yeah. Iowa's a good football team. They're just not very good offensively. Mm-hmm. And our yeah. defense was stellar this past week. Yeah, it was. It really was. You know, Chase was there, and you know, it uh, it really paid off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have Northwestern. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, throughout history, Northwestern could be the worst football team 
and then beat us, you know? Mm-hmm. So yep. Northwestern is always a liability. I'm always scared. Like, what's going to happen? <laughs> well, the, the reason you're, you're concerned is because it's happened so often. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I remember the 0 0 game with uh, oh, yeah. Northwestern. I think I went back and looked. I think Illinois had six chances to score in that game. Well, what year was that, Brian? <laughs> it was oh, like boy. 78, I think, or one of those years, late 70s. Yeah. yeah. Illinois was, Northwestern. It was Moeller, yeah. wasn't it? I remember listening. Yeah, it was Gary Moeller. Yeah. It was the first game of the year, I think, too, wasn't it? It was early in the year. I don't know if it was the first game, but I know it was earlier than normal. So, yeah. yeah, there's, yeah. it's pretty wild. You know, uh, <laughs> what game was it this weekend where they were tearing down the goalposts? Uh, it was a major upset. Uh, but it reminded me of my days when I was in Acacia at the University of Illinois. And, you know, we were, we beat, we had some huge wins. Yeah. And well, the we Michigan went, game. You admit, yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I was one of those idiotic fraternity, you know, guys who were down there tearing down the goalpost. Now, why we decided that was a good idea, I don't know. <laughs> it's mob mentality. <laughs> but there I was. You were there. You can get hurt when that, when that goalpost falls. Yeah. Oh, know? yeah, yeah. And, there, and that's why they really stopped it. Yeah, there's been head injuries and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. thank, thank, well, maybe that's what happened with me. Well, I don't know. <laughs> so did you actually get on the goalpost? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. You know, I was a guest of the University of Illinois um, uh, president uh, back in, like, 2004 when, like, trading spaces would was mm-hmm. at the height, sitting with him in the stands, and I was telling him the stories of my college days. He was like, I don't need to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> well, Doug, again, a reminder uh, where people can find you, and then you'll be on uh, Channel 3 today. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, visit me on Facebook or Instagram. You can find me. Uh, but most importantly, you know, I'm going to be having fun with – Heather Roberts and Aaron Valley at uh, CI Living today right. at 4. Well, we'll look forward to seeing you again here soon. Absolutely. So thank you for coming by. And Always Lauren, a pleasure to come in. And, Lauren, we've done it again. Another it, uh, two hours. We, uh, we <laughs> filled it up with a lot of stuff. So, um, again, no, uh, no football coaches show this week, Wednesday night. We've got a Brad Underwood show tonight at Papa Dell's from 7 to 8. So we'll have that here and on our sister station, Light Rock 97.5. And uh, then we will um, get basketball tomorrow night and tomorrow morning, for that matter. <laughs> That's with the, right. With the women. Eleven and the men. o'clock in the morning and seven o'clock at night. Yep. So that'll be coming. And uh, volleyball, two more matches this week. After uh, what uh, Nebraska match? I think they went. I think it was close all the way, all three sets against Nebraska. Now the Minnesota match was not okay. as close. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. But um, they, they really got uh, got in trouble in that one. Well, the bottom line is. I'm waiting for my invitation into the box. Okay, well, <laughs> we'll see if we can get that done. <laughs> You're around Thanksgiving weekend? It's in the mail, right? It's in the mail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. around Thanksgiving weekend. Yes, okay. I'm going to celebrate we'll see that what we with, can do. with family here in uh, yeah. Shampoo Banana. Well, there you go. Send me a note. All right. All right. Somebody else added it's most important for recruiting and additional practices, which is what you said. Oh, yeah. Additional practices is really important because a lot of it is working with new guys you're going to have, guys that are going to be back the next season. And I can tell you, being around the guys that played for Lovey Smith in that bowl game in California, they were thrilled to be there. Well, listen, when you've been down as much as Illinois has been down, to get to a bowl game, is a, it's the first step. It's not the mm-hmm. ultimate step. It's the first step that you've got to take. Mm-hmm. And even winning the games in November, which was something Brett Bielema referred to recruiting. last week. There's another recruiting, you know, after the December mm-hmm. 15th date, there's another recruiting date in February. I think it's February 2. 
there's a period of time in, mm-hmm. in there where you get another chance to recruit. If you go to a bowl game, it makes a big difference. It does. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Lauren, we'll see you out and about. All right. Thank you, sir. You, you guys are welcome in the booth anytime, by the way. Uh, 1059 here at DWS. And we'll have a Monday morning quarterback show next Monday, a week from today. We'll be in Milwaukee, uh, Illinois, and Marquette for basketball that night. And a couple of shows from Kansas City in two weeks when we're out there for the Hall of Fame Classic. Brad Underwood show tonight. Glad to have uh, had you with us. Thanks for Doug for stopping in and for Lauren for being with us. News Talk 1400, DWS, 93.9 FM, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana.